0: Log Talk Radio. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah! You already know what time it is! So now it's time to turn it up, surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out, so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who we thought was his nemesis, and when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip, but he really couldn't devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam, up, it and Power Slam Show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the pancake and power slam Turn it up It's the pancake and power slam Turn it up It's the pancake and power slam Show on uh, Turn it up You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam Show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 349, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chris Featherstone and this is the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. The show must go on, ladies and gentlemen. I want to give you a big disclaimer um yeah uh, you're the, the captain of the uh pancakes and power slam ship uh is uh, not feeling well today but um, three hundred and forty nine episodes straight uh six years and almost eight months uh actually six years and eight months um this week uh strong straight and uh the show must go on ladies and gentlemen so Uh, We are going to have a live Q&A. If you're listening on the audio, please jump on the uh, the YouTube if you want to be uh, a part of the live Q&A with former WWE Tag Team Champion, one of the youngest champions in WWE history, Kenny Dykstra, Kenny Spirit Squad, Ken Doan is who he is. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. And on the other side, we are going to have Ken Doan. Ken Doan, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show, live in living color again, funky like a monkey, if you will. Former WWE Tag Team Champion, Uh, this is going to be a really, really fun show, and I'm really excited to have him on the show as the people continue to log on here, and as we continue to fill up. The Pancakes and Power Slam Show with the wonderful, wonderful live audience. I'm uh, I'm very excited about this, uh, and we're going to have a, a wonderful good time, as we do all the time. 349 episodes, of Pancakes and Power Slam Show. I'm really, really excited about this person being on the show tonight. It's going to be fun, like it is always. And as we have people log in, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, live and in a living color getting funky like a monkey, if you will. Like I said before, uh, please excuse um, the illness. Um, I know a lot of people have been very supportive uh, of the past couple of weeks. Uh, I've been hit by a bunch of different bugs. (laughs) Um, I found out that I had bronchitis, and um, yeah, so I've been uh, getting treated for that. And then... um, and then on top of that, I, had a, I caught a stomach bug. So it's been very fun over <laughs> the past couple of days. But uh, this is definitely uh, something that uh, the craziness that has been going on physically. Life is good otherwise, but the craziness that's been going on physically in my body. I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, you got to stay strong and, and move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have people logging in. We have Ken Doan on the show, live in the Living Color Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, for those who are listening on Thursday on Facebook, uh, of course, this is the YouTube live version, and we go Facebook. This version is uh, aired on Facebook, Thursdays at 1030. If you want to join us, um, jump on, (laughs) jump on Tuesdays. And uh, let's have some fun together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Here he is, without further ado, Ken Doan. What's going on? Time, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. How are
2: you guys doing? doing? Thank you for having me. Again, I've been Man. on this show before.
1: <laughs> yes, this is your third time on the show. Uh, that's and, crazy. Uh, What's
2: the record? Uh, what is the record for the amount of times on this show?
1: That's a good question. I think it belongs to... I've got a few. I've got JTG at like seven. I've got Sean Devare at like five or six. I've got Ken Anderson at like five or six. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm about total 120, 130 uh, different wrestlers on the show every uh, within the past six and a half plus years. And you are at three. Uh, I believe Greg Gagne is at three. Um, yeah. Greg Ganya. Yeah, I saw this guy. Greg Ganya.
2: Greg he is a great guy. I like him. He was at OBW uh and he was teaching for a little bit there. And he just got oh, in nice. the ring with Ted DiBiase and he just like called him out. He was like, "Let's go." And everybody was like, "Holy, like this is about to happen." And DiBiase didn't know how to react cuz he was like, "Is this guy serious or is he just like messing around?" Senior or out? Junior? I'm sorry.
1: Senior senior or junior? Senior. Oh, oh! <laughs> were, oh, yeah! Ready yeah to was, to make... That's
2: made it so good. <laughs>
1: oh wow, he was ready yeah, to counter and move. They ran, the they ran little, dream
2: uh, Yeah, they locked up. They ran a little uh, headlock tackle there, so it was pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> we all popped.
1: What year was said? Small say?
2: things, the small things that matter. Two thousand four.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh that's a ways back. Um, yeah, I've had uh jump Jim Brunzella on my show three times as well. Um wow. and uh Killer beast. Yeah, he's always got some Yeah, he's always got some fun stories. Um yeah. So you know what's so funny? I actually saw um <clears throat> you um <laughs> at the House of Hardcore um uh during WrestleMania weekend. It was like okay. midnight or something. I think it was like right after the um <laughs> Yeah the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And you know it's it's so funny. I think I think House of Hardcore is a is an awesome um I I think House of Hardcore is an awesome uh show. It was it was very enter- entertaining. But uh I was I, I'm usually there between Thursday and, and I think the House of Hardcore was at the, what the Saturday night, right? Yeah, I think it was Saturday night going into Sunday. Yeah. And dude I was <laughs> I'm I'm good buddies with Lance uh, Archer, Lance Hort too, and I, I was uh I was waiting for his match and I was so tired. dude. <laughs> I was just I was so tired of, of uh because I was doing coverage all day long and uh man I can just That's a imagine lot of wrestling too. Like that whole weekend yes. that is
2: a, a lot of yeah. wrestling.
1: And here's the thing too, Absolutely.
2: you have so much wrestling that it's like how do these people separate themselves? And I think that's what a lot of wrestlers are missing. They don't separate themselves. They go out there and they all do your karate style action move match, which is cool because it's different. But if everybody does it, then it's no longer different.
1: 100%. And one thing I did like about you and uh, Mikey, and um, there was a newer person. that wasn't the original. I forgot his name. Nope, Um, it was Randy. yeah, there you go. Uh, I love just the 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 heat that y'all drew. It was it was great, man. I, I, that stuff like that really ke- keeps me up because it's all you know. Uh, I guess that we, there's some there's some questions rolling in, but I guess the first question I'm going to ask you it's a lost um art. Is k kayfabe... we're talking
2: about though? Is a lost art? Yes. Yeah, uh, that was my question. Getting is heat is a lost art? Oh, k yeah. in general, yeah. I'll yeah. say this, they're both dead because mm-hmm. you were saying we get heat, but that's a lost art. People don't know how to get heat from the crowd anymore. No when is it a the heel no. like how many companies have heels? They don't they just have two guys that wrestle each other, and that's okay, but yeah. you still yeah. have to have something that draws heat in order to make baby faces
1: absolutely yeah, yeah i I agree. I'm a traditionalist, I've been watching wrestling for over thirty years. Uh, like probably 33 years, 33, 34 years. And um, ever since I was a little kid and, you know, it's one of those things I, I, I guess I'm tainted. I guess you can use the word tainted, but uh, maybe marked, I guess marked. I'm marked by the traditional, I come because I hate, I love to hate you. And, and that's how the, that's how the heel gets over because he's been, he's, you know, people love to hate him. And the more heat, and Booker T said this before, I've had him on the show, the more heat that people, that the heel gets, the bigger the baby face, become, uh, you know, is when he or she yeah. gets his or her comeuppance, you know.
2: And, and, and it's you know, not just <clears throat> the amount of heat, it's it's knowing where your heat is. Good heels yeah. have to know yeah. where their heat is. And it might be yeah. on the end of the match, it might be at a certain point, but you have to know where it is the high point is and when to go home with that and in turn you can get a bigger reaction and you can get more heat by timing it right but everybody if you have your match memorized then you might find your heat at segment uh d but then you still have efg memorized so you're going to not realize that you're going to blow past it that's a good point
1: yep yep that's a good point yeah it's got to be organic out there you know and it's um you know, you have, have, uh, you have the experience, you have the experience. I, uh, I've been a amateur wrestler, but I've never done professional. Um, but I, I have good friends and, you know, who are, uh, current, uh, former WWE, uh, got some good relations with a few current, but just really, uh, I ask a lot of questions <laughs> to a lot of, uh, to a lot of current and, uh, to professional wrestlers. And, you know, I, I, Based on that, I just learned just how they feel about just the the new wave of fandom, the new wave of how wrestling looks like. And for the majority of them, you know, they, to be honest with you, they say the political, you know, oh, it's good. It's cool answers, you know, when they're talking to media, but a lot of them, they can't stand it because it's hard for them to really get over as a heel if they're intending to you know, uh, get booed and they're doing all their cans to get the heat and they still get cheered. You know, what do you, what do you think about these, the, the, the fans that really kind of want to put themselves over? It?
2: That is a great example um, to touch on that about getting heat and like some of these guys, I, I think it's not that I don't like the new wave. I think it's cool and I think it's needed because it's different, but I think just like a match you have to have or a show, you have to have different characters you have to have different styles of wrestling, too. So you can have that, but yep. you just can't have it every single match, repeat, 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 repeat. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you just can't you can't do that. Ring of Honor, that's a yep. good example of it, because how many heels do they have at Ring of Honor? Do they have a lot of heels? I don't know. Like, it just seems like everybody is respected, and they are, we like you, you know what I mean? Which is cool, because the fans yeah. have that. But at the same point, who's that person that the fans really, really get heat with that they really dislike? Yep. And is yep. it real?
0: Is it I real agree. heat or are they
2: just booing because they know like a monkey being told to at the concession, <laughs> like, this is now your chance to boo. <clears throat> okay, I should boo now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have the uh you know, the boo flashing on the on the bed. <laughs> yeah, like this here now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Applause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got some, I uh, got some questions rolling in. Let's uh, start with um, multi, uh, ask Kenny, hashtag ask Kenny, as we do uh, with, um, uh, as we do with all uh, the Auto live uh, Q and a hashtag, ask Kenny. Uh, we got uh, multi asking, what is one thing you change about your original WWE run?
2: Um what would I change about my run? Listening to certain people. Sometimes if you don't listen to the right people or if you listen to too many people, it can like throw you off guard. So having, mm, th- yeah. I don't know, maybe there's so many things that we could do differently, but I think that is mm-hmm. definitely one. It's, I guess it's one of those things. Like if you know, and you know, and then we you know now, you know,
1: that's true. What's your like, total my second number time years there,
2: years the it was really easy. That was fun because it was like you kind of already knew everything going in. So it was
1: True. simple. Yeah. Um, what's your total number of years in the business?
2: I'm going on 20. I started when I was 13. Wow. In March, I'll be 33.
1: Wow. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> I remember before <clears throat> we were talking about that, just you starting young and, and achieving – you won the tag team championships at what age? Nineteen. Wow. Yeah, I think that's the same as Rene Dupree, right?
2: Yeah, I think he was a few months earlier though. I think he's like the youngest. Oh. Actually, no, wait, he's not the youngest.
1: He was I for a while. So think I yeah, is. I don't know who. Yeah, I think he. I think he was. I think he still is. Yeah. But yeah, nineteen-year-old <laughs> WWE tag team champ. That's that's huge. Uh, We got Gruss asking, Ax Kenny, when DX dumped the crap on the Spirit Squad and Shane McMahon, was the crap real? Interesting question.
2: (laughs) No. It was like dog food and like candy bars and all that stuff. That's actually a very common (laughs) question. We get that more than anything. Oh, wow. But that was a fun segment. That was cool because it was like you're in there with Vince and Shane, and it was just who knows. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't know where it's going to fall, so –
1: Yeah yeah. Um, Downfall is asking uh, Axe Kenny do you think your WWE run would have got better Had you been promoted on the main Roster with your OVW Character as opposed to being A part of the spirit squad Uh,
2: That's a tough question because I don't Know you never you never know maybe afterwards Maybe after the squad Mm -hmm. It probably would have been better because I I never Was feeling the Dijkstra thing I just wanted to Be Ken Doan and do my thing And just that mm. never evolved into that. But there was also a lot of restrictions, too. And, it, it, I mean, you know, it makes sense because they're trying to get certain things over. So, like, you know, you, you can't be too outlandish or at certain times. But
1: yeah. probably.
2: Yeah. But I think the squad, I'm happy with the way that went because that's like a, it's a gimmick. So it's something that people, you're not going to forget. And if people try to duplicate that, people are instantly going to mm. know what you're trying to do, where sure. if you come up as just uh, Ken Doan or first name, last name, and, like, you know, how many of those guys have come up and been forgotten so easily that maybe you're, were sure. really talented.
1: Now, who came up with the idea of the Dijkstra character? character?
2: Uh, I think it was Brian Gewurz, I think, because he's a Mets fan, okay. so he liked the Dijkstra thing.
1: Ah, got it, got it. Now, what was the conversation back? Like, okay, so the 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 angle was y'all got dumped in the garbage uh, dump, right? Yeah, okay, and then so he called you up and said we got something for you, or you are supposed to be how big? I mean, because you you had some big you had some big wins as Kenny Dykstra. but. Was it something that was kind of pulled? Was the plug kind of pulled? Because I remember you beating some, some, some notable names uh, and being some good feuds, but it, it seemed like it never really went anywhere after about a few months.
2: No, what happened was it was New Year's resolution, revolution. I always forget the name of that paper per But uh, I worked flair. Revolution, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I worked flair, so I ended up going over on him. And then that same night, Hunter tore his quad again. And then the next night, I was supposed to work hardy and go over for the Intercontinental title, but I think I ended up working hardy, and then I I didn't go over. We did something with Flair, but then then eventually I had to split off because Flair had to go with Sean to keep the DX Mm -hmm. gimmick for the time being. And then I think Um, I ended up with SmackDown at that point. Or maybe I was on heat for a while. I don't know. I was playing Heat for a while,
1: so I remember working a lot of those. The uh, the Now, was that a big downgrade for you mentally, Is it going from raw to Heat?
2: No, not really, because, I mean, it's a show, and, I mean, Eugene's not really mentally challenged, so when I beat him up on Sunday Night Heat, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily no. feel too bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, uh, you know yeah. what I mean like it, it's not real, so it's you know wherever they need you is where they need you, so at the end of the day, if you're getting a paycheck it it beats uh beats a normal job
1: that's that's true, that's very true uh, but, you know, downfall I think is, a lot
2: of people yeah. have that issue though like you know for it to be a question, I think some people actually mm-hmm. do have that issue at points where people feel like yeah. oh I'm demoted or oh like you know what i mean it's but it's not because it's wrestling so at any given point you could be from one side or the other, you know, look at Jinder Mahal, sure. like in the course of a mm-hmm. month, you can go from jobber to world champ. Like yeah. it's, it's not yeah. a demo or a promote. <clears throat>
1: promo. Yeah. The thing with, with the, the thing with gender though, is like, it doesn't seem like it, it, I guess it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning as far as just, the, the the face and the heels that now he was a good solid hated heel the only thing with gender is that people never got traction to it because um, it was so it, it felt contrived it felt rushed and the the improper build to it, it it I think it I think that's one of the biggest or or maybe the biggest reason why his run didn't really catch steam and he had the belt for six months and people were just like, man, can you lose it already? Can he lose it already? And Very that true. really kind of and
2: that really hurt him. We are, but us as individual wrestlers, Jinder Mahal, he is his own business. He is his own product. You know what I'm saying? So just like yeah. in the natural yeah. business environment, anybody who takes a rush to market, if they don't do it properly, it may go skyrocket yeah. at first, but then it becomes what? It just becomes a fad and then it fades out. Yep. And that's kind of what the fans did. But here's the crazy thing though Is Jinder Mahal He has the look He looks like a million dollars And if they just Slowly yeah, built him Over the course of that year They could have slowly built him To the point where the fans Would have been like Oh my goodness He's totally going to become The next champ And the fans would have felt True. Like they dictated that And then they would accept him As that Where if you don't let the fans yep. Feel like they dictate it Then you force it down their throat And that's why they turn on everything
1: Yeah Yes Yes Absolutely Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, <clears throat> Jose is asking, who's your favorite worker to work with?
2: Mike Mondo. Mikey, Mike Friendly, Brinley Mondo.
1: There you go. <laughs> Spirit Squad. Uh, well, Squad. Uh, squad World World Order now. Um, but I guess... To now... Russell uh, now against, I guess, <laughs> mm-hmm. To
2: wrestle against, I'd probably say uh, Roddy Piper was really one of my favorites because... Uh, he he would just, like, in the back, he would go, okay, guys, we're going to have fun. That's what we're going to do. And it was like, okay, but that's not really a move. So should I expect something? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun out there. And we were just like, you know, you were young, so you didn't want to be like, um, excuse me, can you tell me what the heck is going on? Like, you didn't want to be yeah, abrupt like yeah. that. So you just kind of, like, played it off. Like, okay, he'll eventually tell us something. And then it's like, uh, yeah. our music's playing do you know what we're going to do? And he's like, yep, we're going to have a lot of fun, guys. I'll see you out there. And <laughs> It's like, wait, okay, here we go. <laughs> so you never yeah, knew yeah. what you were going to get with Roddy, and he, it was like he'd throw a drop kick, or he'd throw a uh, pokey in the eyes and then just like he'd throw... it was crazy. It was just mayhem, but it made sense, and it always flowed, which was really crazy, and he's one of those style guys who could pull that off with anybody.
1: Now, did you prefer calling, uh, putting the mask together backstage or did you prefer calling him on the fly?
2: I preferred having um, exclamation points, but they had to be readily accessible like audibles, you know what I mean? They had to be
1: quick like to get
2: to because, yep, because you know, it's first and ten and all of a sudden, you know, it's fourth and one. Hurry up, let's get to the goal line and let's run it because it's there. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. It's, yeah. It's, if yeah. the yep. crowd's yep. there,
2: we have to be able to hit it to keep them going with this rollercoaster ride.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um uh got a question saying um <clears throat> do you keep in touch with uh and if your spiritual teammates? Of course he does. He uh teams with Mike still in the Indies. Um and, yep, any other ones other Mondo. than Mike?
2: Mike. Uh yeah. I still team with Mondo. I talked to Nemeth last week. Uh me and Johnny Jeter are actually in the same fantasy football league. Fantasy football. I haven't heard from him. Think oh, nice. of fantasy football. <laughs> Fantasy football leagues. If you have Tommy Dreamer on your show, you tell him that he has to pay his dues, he still owes two dollars nah. to this league. Anybody watching out there <laughs> wants to make a contribution, they can PayPal me on behalf of him.
1: There you go. PayPal. Go to the Pancakes and Power Slam's Patreon and uh <laughs> and also go to Kenny Dome's uh, PayPal. <laughs> uh and uh you know give uh pay, pay it for it. Yeah. four for Tommy Jr. Uh, A few more questions. Um, Who's your favorite wrestler currently right now, whether WWE or the Indies? Good question.
2: Oh, man, that is a good question. Favorite wrestler now? Man, I don't know. There's so many out there. And it's like every time I go to a show, it's like I see somebody new and I think, wow, that guy's a really good character. But they're always missing something, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, this guy's really good talking, but he can't put together a match to save his life. Or it's like, this guy's yeah. really good at wrestling, but he has no character. I don't know. See, <laughs> that's really, man, that is a tough one. I really can't say. I mean,
1: what do you say? WWE you know, there's
2: obviously the like one, like, uh, like on the big indies, like the Young Bucks, I like working those guys. They're fun because they're just over, so they yeah. make it easy. LAX, LAX yeah. is cool. They're really good at yep. what they do. They're coming along really well. Longest
1: reigning uh, Impact Wrestling champions of all time now. They're what? They're the longest reigning Impact Wrestling champions of all time now. They just recently broke the record.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah,
1: that's yeah.
2: good. They're doing I mean, they're, see, they're 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 a good gimmick to keep that on. You know what I mean? Because the fans like them. Yeah. You know what? They're yep. good because the, their gimmick works because the fans. It's not like uh, someone who's trying to be a baby face and the guy in the front row goes, yeah, I could beat you up if I wanted to. But yeah. LAX is the type of gimmick where they come out and the fans go, I'm going to cheer you because you could probably beat me up if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like MVP. <laughs> that's
1: a good point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a good point. Anybody from WWE? Uh,
2: that I like watching or in general?
1: Yeah, favorite to, to see. Anybody that's your favorite? Brock Lesnar. Lesnar.
2: I like Brock Lesnar. He's great. There you
1: go. He uh yeah.
2: you know why? Because he he just, he just makes you believe. He just and why wouldn't you? You know, you watch him and you go that's got to be real. Everything else is a good show, yeah. but Brock Lesnar is real.
1: Yep, yep. And he and he puts the other people the the other person over similar to Taker. Now him as champ, you know, <laughs> we can argue about cuz I'm not a big fan of that as far as his schedule is concerned, coming like once every three or four months. But you know, I, I've said this on the show before. <laughs> I'm I'm also happy. Like it's it's kind of in the middle how I feel about that. Like I don't like the fact that he comes, you know, months on end without. However, I do like the fact that he he's not there every week. I I, I love that actually, um, because I remember like the Hogan's and the things like that. They got advertised that they were going to come the next week. You know what I mean? Like, that's how big, that's how larger yep. than life the champion was, you know? But so I, you I really notice what
2: they're doing? They're drawing it out. They're taking their time with it. Because if he's there every week, he can only beat up so many people, and then he has to start true. getting beat up by people. So it's like it really waters down the story, and it speeds it up too much. Where this, they just take it, and they yep. make it genuine. And now every time his music hits, the crowd just erupts, and they – they never yep. know what's going to happen, and sometimes they do,
1: but sometimes yep. they don't. And I and I agree with him. Like if he wasn't champ, like if if he just had the the, the special attraction feel to him, if he comes, you know, a few times a year, you know, I'm totally cool with that. But you know, <clears throat> I think we need to see our champ just a little bit more, you know. But I do like, I do like the fact that he's not there every week. And like I think AJ Styles was champion for 371 days. But the problem was he was there every week. A lot of times he wasn't even in the main event. He didn't, uh, ever since the, the joint, you know, uh, branded pay per views, he didn't main event not one pay per view, to my knowledge. That's what I mean. There's that really not really so much hurt you can him. Do with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like if Conor
2: McGregor fought on every single UFC pay per view,
1: you'd be like, true. Okay.
2: Yep. I'm tired of looking at this guy. Exactly. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Um,. All right, so a couple more. I appreciate you taking your time here. Um, Let's see. Um, What is Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Shane McMahon like?
2: Shane McMahon is very friendly. He's very, like, the type of guy that will tap you on the arm and, like, tell you a joke or something. But he's also the type of guy that would probably challenge you to a race if you did in that moment. Uh, Hunter, he's just very chill, very laid back Very calm, and Vince is Mm -hmm. You never know it, Vince You just kind of, you know, you stay out of his way But you make sure he sees you Yeah, there you
1: go Um, Whose idea was it to call Your cutter finisher the RK Doan, is there a story behind this? No I I didn't know it was called that
2: Oh, an OVW Uh, Yeah Danny Davis, yes, that was Danny Davis Nice. Okay. Or it might have been Jim Cornette. Hey. Actually, I think Jim Cornette was right then. But I do know Danny gave me a few okay. pointers here and there.
1: Yeah, looks like people know their uh Ken Doan history. So, uh you got some avid fans here on the chat on the chat room, so makes you uh right? that was, brings that was you back ago. memory lane. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Lex, question. Um, so, Jose is asking, uh, what's been and JBL, what was Chris Benoit and JBL like behind the scenes and were they bullies?
2: Um, I had heard rumors of that, but I had never experienced it. And the only reason, well, I, don't, I wouldn't say the only reason, but I'd never experienced it with JBL. I had known JBL since I was like 16. Uh, I wrestled with him at the tracks actually before in Stanford, which is crazy. It was right before mm-hmm. the Great American Bash. So I think he always liked me from that because. I don't know. Maybe I earned his respect. Uh Chris, he was just very yeah. quiet backstage. You know, he would talk to you, but like he was just—I I don't know—just very quiet to himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you enduring uh, my uh, starts and stops here. Uh, <clears throat> definitely want to make sure that I had you on the show again three times. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on the show again. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go for the records.
2: So, oh, yeah, um, we got time.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. All right, plug <laughs> yourself, Ken. Uh, we got the, we got the cool, squad uh, running the Indy Waves, and let the listeners know where to find you.
2: Yes, hit me up, at Ken Doan, K-E-N-N-D-O-A-N-E. That's at Instagram and Twitter. I'm not on there too much. I don't post too much stuff because – we don't want to give you too much insights to our lives, but uh, we are on the indie scene. We're pretty much out there every week. But look for us, the Squad yeah. World Order, SWO. Nice.
1: Big fitness uh, guru, and, and, and uh, you got a big fitness social media presence too, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm always giving out fitness advice. It's free, right? Like, we all yeah. might as well be healthy together. So, we all, you know, I like it. why are we, uh, yeah. you know, we might as well trade some of these secrets. Trying to help one another. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Ken, it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight.
2: I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. And uh, if you do talk I, to Tommy, you tell him pay his dues. <laughs>
1: or somebody who's listening, pay it forward for uh, Tommy Dreamer. But Tommy Dreamer, <clears throat> you pay your dues, you pay your dues, brother, or or else uh, the squad water is coming to get you.
2: That's right. Holla later.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, man. Bye bye. Ken Doan. Wow, good stuff. Appreciate uh, Ken Doan being on the show tonight. Appreciate you um, taking your time to continue to uh, <laughs> to, to endure my, my sickness. So <clears throat> We're going to have some fun as we do, as we do always, always. Let's re- jump right into the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to talk before the week real quick. <clears throat> uh, we're going to review... Three Slambarry pay per view, Um, and yeah, we're going to do that again. (coughs) Please excuse my bronchitis. So, but we're going to have some fun. Uh, I'm not going to let uh, bronchitis stop me from uh, doing the show tonight. Um, The show must go on because the PNP Nation um, deserves to have a show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to review the 1993 Slambury pay-per-view. I um, watched it again and, um, <laughs> and it was quite interesting, quite interesting pay-per-view. And uh, it's funny in hindsight, you know, that was 25 years ago, over 25 years ago, 25 years and some months. Um, <clears throat> but uh, 25 and a, over 25 and a half years ago actually, um, but yeah, just in hindsight, there were some there were some ups and some downs to that pay per view, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Let's get into these headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. All right, Rhino retires, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they they booked that um, on Raw. When uh, Heath Slater defended, uh, defeated him, uh, Baron Corbin said that um, <clears throat> there's only room for one of us. They had to go against each other, and uh, Heath Slater won. And <clears throat> so Rhino is gone from the WWE. He's um, he's getting up there in age where you know it's like <laughs> he's he's done enough <laughs> to really prove himself in the pro wrestling industry. Former Excuse me, Former U.S. champion, um, ECW television champion. I believe he was the last uh, ECW television champion. He was a machine in ECW, and uh, yeah, an absolute machine uh, in ECW. And uh, you know, it was one of those things that he. Speaking of heel, he he was such a he was built at such a monster um, that he- he seemed unstoppable he seemed unstoppable and uh that really helped him so um i'm trying to get his age he is uh born in he was born in seventy five so he was forty three years old um, so he started wrestling in um ninety five so he was uh seven he was nineteen Uh, about to turn uh, 20. So, that is 23 years and a string of championships, including um, ECW World Champ once, Television Champion twice, um, number 10 in the PWI 500 in 2001 that was huge uh, because he was such a big name in ECW uh, toward the latter parts of their time did had a wonderful TNA run uh, was a world champ NWA world champ and um, so yeah he and of course <clears throat> three-time hardcore champ one-time US champ and um, he's been champ uh, for Smackdown one time so um, big yeah, kudos to to Rhino uh for a great career. Um all right, so we have NXT Takeover. Um the New York and uh for WrestleMania weekend, they're actually moving um the the day to from uh Saturday to actually from because um, they used to go head to head with roh so they're going to move nxt to friday they usually have it on saturday for the past uh short time and usually have <clears throat> hall of fame right beforehand um on the friday and um but they are they're moving it to Sorry guys, I'm like every time I talk, I, I want to cough. But uh, all right, um, moving it to Friday, and the good thing is that it won't go head to head with uh, with the ROH pay per view, especially Super Card of Honor. Um, so yeah, uh, Super Card of Honor is going to be a really, really, really good, uh, really good show. Um, so. You wouldn't want to go head to head with that. So might have to cut this short, guys, sorry. Um so yeah, I, I think that's a good call, um <clears throat> to not go head to head with uh with ROH because uh <laughs> I think the buzz would definitely be around ROH. Um there's a bunch of good acts question uh no um GSP, I'm not, I'm sorry, man. I' the uh, arcotis, uh kicked in again Yeah, multi I'm, I'm I think I'm gonna cut it short here Um I'm gonna, ask some, I'm gonna uh, answer some of these ask first questions. I think that we'll skip the um, <clears throat> Raw and Smackdown review So uh, Yeah, we'll skip that and um, just really wanted to bring uh, for you guys to have, uh, enjoy having uh, Don on the show, so um, we'll tap into uh, Royal Rumble. I mean, not Royal Rumble, but uh, Slambery. And uh, just give me your Raw SmackDown grades. Um, we'll take it from there. I appreciate. I, I really, really appreciate you all. Uh, Enduring my sickness today. I was getting I was getting better, but um, Yeah, unfortunately, uh uh, Get kicked back in so I definitely Definitely appreciate you all coming on the show Okay, so I want to send a word out to um, sponsor today is my buddy Chris, uh, him and um, his his peoples over, uh, you know, it's, it's no commitments anytime. There's no limits. Uh, you watch, uh, you know, whenever you want. So I don't know if you ever heard it, but uh, it's actually um, my buddies over at Power uh, Slam, Power Slam uh, TV. So there's a lot of uh, Awesome uh, content there. All different types of promotions. Some really, really good uh, content from promotions. Uh, Of course, a lot of the stars that you see on Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling, uh, former WWE stars. The indie scene, the indie scene is really starting to boom, and we all know that. Uh, So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, that is readily available, uh, to enjoy. And, uh, Power Slam TV, um, gives you an opportunity to, to have that. And, um, actually let me bring it over. Power Slam TV. Um, let's see. And again, I really, really appreciate you all, uh, enduring (laughs) my, uh, Difficult time here, um, but yeah, Power Slam TV. Uh, go to Power Slam TV. Here's the here's the fun part. Here's the fun part about Power Slam TV. You want a free uh, month? You want a free, you want a free month? <laughs> um, it's your free month, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and <clears throat> once again, I want to thank uh, Ken Doan for being on the show. Um, go get your free month, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, enjoy your uh, free month with a promo code of uh, PNP Nation. Uh, You get free 30 days for the Power Slam TV. Again, the promo code is PNP Nation. And there you go. Um, There's a lot of fun promotions. You get a seven-day free trial if you jump on it. However, um, with... Uh, the P M P Nation, you get a free month, so <clears throat> go there. Of course, you see AR Fox right there. I've had them on the show. And um, <clears throat> Wrestling on Edge around the world, bunch of different promotions. Uh, again, uh, Pentagon, there you go, PCW Ultra. I've had some uh, – I've had PCW Ultra on there. John Morrison, as you see there. Ricochet. So uh, <clears throat> some good coverage from, you know, old and new. And let's uh go to the promotions real quick. Once again, use the ha- use the uh, promo code P and P Nation, A N D P Nation, and uh, you will get a free month. So here's all the uh <clears throat> the uh um, promotions that uh they offer. Um AAW AML is very <clears throat> very uh popular. Of course you sell uh <clears throat> Battle Club Pro when – uh Tessa Blanchard, and Mia Yim. Uh, now she's now Mia Yim's in uh, NXT, Big Time Wrestling, and uh, of course CZW, CZW. Uh, <laughs> they've got a, a storied history with uh, some some great names. Of course, Defy. I mean, all these promotions. Um, I'm just highlighting some of the some of the really uh, popular ones over <clears throat> over the past years and. Uh, recently as well, five ball wrestling, um, um, that's starting to, uh, be real <clears throat> important to, of course you got IPW, uh, UK, um, and some, uh, some shoot stuff too. Um, all right. So <clears throat> go there. Um, PNP nation is the promo code. And, uh, of course, PCW ultra Two pro wrestling syndicate. That's, that's a huge, um, Huge promotion, so <clears throat> go there and uh, get your get your free month again. Uh, go and and type in the promo code PNP Nation. All right, so ladies and gentlemen. So uh, <clears throat> just give me your Raw and SmackDown grades. As you give me your Raw and SmackDown grades, <clears throat> uh, I am going to discuss <clears throat> um, one more headline: uh, Raw Christmas Eve and the SmackDown Live um, Christmas episodes are being postponed. Um, and last year, of course, you know that the network, uh, well, a lot of people thought that WWE, um, was, was the culprit of making them, uh, <clears throat> making them compete on Christmas, uh, <clears throat> for all Christmas. And then the day after Christmas for SmackDown and, uh, but, um, but this changed, it changed this, uh, this, this year. Raw is postponed. It would actually be on uh, it's actually so um, let's actually look at that as well. Uh, I'm gonna show you all wonderful uh, change to (laughs) to the uh, to the raw schedule. I'm sure a lot of the uh, uh, last year, if you remember, uh, Beth Hardy, wife of Jeff Hardy, uh, she was not happy about that at all. So um, fan, and he actually, um, she actually talked about the WWE and then <clears throat> she found out that it was the network and uh said, you know, on well, the network, too. All right, you can see right there, um, the 10th, of course, in San Diego, Sacramento on the 17th, and then it jumps over to. The 28th uh, for uh, Raw in Detroit. So um, again, very good news for the um, for the pro wrestling you know staff on Raw. SmackDown too. SmackDown actually is um, <clears throat> scheduled for Saturday the 29th. Of course, <clears throat> you know this is always <clears throat> subject to change, but um, you know there's only <laughs> you know what three weeks before that. So uh, as of now, um, <clears throat> they will be spending time with their family. So. All right, let's uh, address some of these. Ask Chris questions um, <clears throat> on the show. I've ha- I'm having f- having a lot of fun, everybody. But um, it's been pretty tough today. Multi thinks uh, Rhino should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a good question. Should Rhino be in the Hall of Fame? I am not sure about that. Um, hope you feel <clears throat> better soon. Um. Um, Zed says, thank you so much. Um just said, get yourself to bed, Chris. We'll be okay get better. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, we're going to be able to just do a, a couple of more here. Just um, And, again, thank you so much, everybody. I really, really appreciate you. Everybody listen, listening on Facebook, tweet at Chris Prolific Live. Of course, put your comments on the Facebook thread as well um all right let's uh, address some of these uh ask chris questions brandon said is r e d overrated or underrated ooh huh um, i wouldn't say overrated i wouldn't say overrated um i think they <clears throat> i think they had a i think they had a good run with r v d of course <laughs> He messed up his own. He messed up his WWE championship himself. So, uh, you know, that's on him, unfortunately. Uh, but decent run overall. They didn't make him like a a big star, but he was super over, anyways. So, you know, he reminded me a lot of Jeff Hardy, kind of a uh, kind of anomaly pop. You know, they're not. They weren't like a cookie cutter babyface. <clears throat> they were a different type of feel to him. So. Uh Gabriel's asking who do you think has a higher ceiling, the iconics or Mandy Rose and Saya Vill? That's actually a good question. Iconics. Uh, fortunately I don't see much going on with them. Um GSP says cool Chris is making sure, bro. We salute the courage for still doing the pod. The streak continues at three forty-nine. Yes, it does, sir. Three fifty next week. Speaking of that, uh <laughs> On the 350th, 350th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slim Show, it's going to be dedicated to GWF, the Global Wrestling Federation. So um, we're gonna have a good time with uh, Rugged Ronnie Price. So Gabriel's going next Monday to Ontario. Good stuff, man. Uh, uh be sure to text me some uh, news that's uh not on the air. See if we can get some exclusive on the PNP show again. Um, Sufi's asking, "Do you believe Lucha House Party rules will lead to anything?" As the commentators were speculating about who was making these. Um, no rules, uh, making these rules. Um, yeah, um, I don't, I don't see much. You know, the thing is, the revival is getting the short end of the stick. I guess this is another unpopular opinion alert. I um I like the Lucha House party. Like at first they were like, ah, eh, you know, that's uh <laughs> that's this is boring and, and this is another this is another thing. It's a SmackDown live house show. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, they're in Sacramento for Raw and they're they're going opposite of uh, SmackDown. Um so yeah, give me some news on that. <clears throat> give uh, Wrestling Inc. some uh some, uh, results there. Yeah. I mean, I like the Lucha House Party. Um, of course I don't see much going on with them, but you know, maybe, um, they can, I don't see them being an ALP. So yeah, Raw, uh, GSP say Raw C, SmackDown C+, Leap, uh, Raw 2 out of 10, SmackDown, uh, <clears throat> 6 out of 10. Um, uh, what else do y'all think as far as the um, the Raw and SmackDown grades? Uh, yeah, let me see. Raw, it was slightly better than last week. Not much. Uh, however, I love the fact that they're just pushing McIntyre to the moon. However, I think overall it wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't very good. I was not happy at all that uh, Ziggler pinned McIntyre. You know, similar to what we were talking about with uh, with Ken Doan. You know, you have the hottest heel in all of WWE right now, you know, as far as uh, push is concerned. And you have him lose to one of the best workers in the business, but unfortunately, his start-stop pushes never really give him an opportunity to be a top guy, you know? And so I think that's a big problem. I know, of course, they had McIntyre, you know, going to tirade at the backstage and, you know, if you don't, you know, you don't know Ziggler knows, but you, you all don't know what you're going to get now. And I really liked McIntyre. I think they really need to protect him as a heel and just simply having him lose uh, get get pinned why why don't why didn't have Finn Balor, you know kind of hit him behind the ref's back and McIntyre just chases him you know and he gets counted out why couldn't they do that so i don't understand why they just have him uh get pinned i think that's a I think it's a terrible idea i wasn't offended at all SmackDown was decent. Um, I'm still still yeah the the prisoner A.K.A. Nails yes. Sufi Raw D minus SmackDown C. Um, uh, Yeah, as far as SmackDown is concerned, similar to what Zed is asking, ask Chris uh, is Charlotte a bad guy or not? I'm unsure now. You know that's that's uh that's quite interesting because it's just really confusing. Seems like they're having Charlotte play the heel when well, she keeps getting cheered. I don't even know. I, it makes me wonder if WWE was trying to make her a heel with the Ronda beat up, you know, beat down. So, but at the same time, she wrestled who? Peyton Royce uh, the following SmackDown, so she still kept the babyface role. So, really weird. Really, really weird. And then I don't know, same you, Chris, we're thinking that we can have good shows now. I, I never said that much. That's a stretch. Uh, but it's it's still it's still confusing. It, it really is. Like, what are you, who's getting over? And thankfully, Asuka, you know, is over enough. You know, there was times where she wasn't getting over uh, enough, and she wasn't really as over as she should have been. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Thankfully thankfully she is getting a reaction again. But at the same time, um yeah, it's it it's tough. It really is tough to really see okay, so who's getting over as the baby face. Becky Vince was supposed to be a heel. People are cheering her though. Uh Charlotte made the uh made the turn kind of and you know, is she uh, is she a heel now because she was kind of playing the baby face right after the turn? Now she's getting jabs that you know for a fact is going to elicit you know some heel heat. So yeah, it's really 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 weird. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of it at all. So, um, so yeah, overall uh, the Daniel Bryan deal, um, I don't. I don't know. I might, I might be the unpopular opinion here, but I'm not 100% sold on Daniel Bryan as far as his character. The fickle may catch. Um, uh, who won Water Fury? Is a draw. It was a draw. So. Um, so yeah, it was very interesting. A lot of people were. <laughs> a lot of people were wanting Fury to come to the WWE. Uh, because uh, they compare him to, <clears throat> they compare the, the the, Kipa, uh, the, the, the setup, you know, to, to the undertaker. So I don't, I don't know how much of a, you know, I don't know how much he will, uh, uh, you know, be a, a important in, in the, in the show. <clears throat> Wilder may have got snubbed, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I think Tyson Fury is maybe a hybrid between Walter and Lars Sullivan. So <laughs> uh yeah, that's so maybe if you want Lars Sullivan to have a tag partner, actually Walter might be Lars Sullivan's tag partner. But <clears throat> uh they probably won't bring Walter on the they, yeah, they won't bring him on the main roster automatically, but maybe Walter and Tyson Fury can be <laughs> can can be uh tag team partners. Uh in my opinion, yeah. Uh I think I think Wilder won. Um, yes, I agree. Thanks, JGHP, uh, for plugging the show. Leave a like, um, comment. You know, I, I, again, man, uh <laughs> I'm doing this show with bronchitis and uh that goes to show my dedication for you all. Um and please, uh if you really like the Q and A sessions, uh the live Q and A sessions, if you really like the weekly interviews, um go go check go go uh to patreon um <clears throat> we're going to do some live q and a's there for the upper tier just you know if you really appreciate the show three hundred forty nine episodes i uh, really i really uh thanks uh, appreciate it downfall <clears throat> give well zoom man i'm new to the channel but so thanks a lot man um, <clears throat> and go to patreon uh, www.patreon.com com slash pancakes and power slams uh, go there and uh, donate, you know, I really want to do some some awesome stuff, I really want to, I mean, I I like my set now, but I really want to do a big overhaul um, <clears throat> with my set, and I want to get to the point where I'm flying wrestlers in uh, for the live Q&As, <clears throat> uh, not all of them, of course, but <laughs> flying wrestlers in, in my studio and uh, and making it happen, so uh that is my goal and uh your contribution uh is, is important um uh, my my one my, my youngest turned one actually uh, a couple of weeks ago so a couple of days ago sorry <laughs> a few days ago last uh, last friday so um yeah so big happy birthday to my youngest <laughs> um, so yeah so uh good ask chris question again thank you so much everybody um Go to Patreon <laughs> if you like the show. Go to Patreon. Um, I appreciate um, I appreciate your support. Also follow at Crave Wrestling um, and on Twitter the show and um, follow me at Chris Prolific. So Patreon, as Daniel Bryan says, fickle, fickle. I'm gonna say Patreon, Patreon, <laughs> pancakes and power slams. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Uh, Please give to the show if you if you like it. uh, We we, uh, you know, it's got to the point where the Upgraded stuff needs your support if you like it and you want you want to see some some really fun creative things um, You know, give a part of the campaign and we can make it happen All right, ladies and gentlemen uh, again, thank you so much. Let's do some uh, slamboree 1993 all right, so let's get right into this of the week it is now time for the Flavor of the Week. <clears throat> 1993 Legends Reunion. Speaking of Gargana, well, here's the funny part. You had Max Payne. Um, <laughs> you had Max Payne as a part of the um, opening credits. And he played a guitar. He played some rock song and a kind of like a, um, <laughs> a carriage came out with like a, a canopy kind of, uh, you know, Royal, you know, uh, <laughs> Royal tent, uh, thing box, the Royal box. And who comes out the fabulous moolah. And, um, She's waving and, and mind you this is twenty uh <clears throat> twenty five years ago, so you had all the promos As a matter of fact let me see if I, there there was a uh, a promo um that uh, was a legends reunion um kind of like uh uh what was it uh there was like a promo that Uh, led because they had like a, it was, it was, it was real big. It was like an NXT weekend, WrestleMania weekend thing. They had like a, if I'm not mistaken, they had like a lunch, uh, like a dinner with, uh, like a meet and greet one day and like a dinner or a lunch with, with the wrestlers. (laughs) And, uh, uh, and, and then so they had like a big old weekend thing. And it was, it was real big, man. And it was funny looking in hindsight how much, um, that was a big deal, you know, as far as just these legends. And of course and of course I knew, you know, that they were they're were a big deal. Uh but, you know. It was fun. Um it was fun to watch. The, the show was altogether was uh interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. Not the not the not the funnest show, but um yeah, so you had the Fabulous Moolah come out and, you know, my boy actually we <clears throat> talked about him on the show Greg Ganya. Uh he um, escorts um, the Fabulous Mula to the ring, and that was the opener. And I was like, "Hey, you know, the Fabulous is here." So, yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a big deal for uh, for for WCW at the time in 1993. Moolah, you know, she was a legend. Uh, in the in the business, and um, so kudos to her for sure. And um, so yeah, so they they opened up with that, and um, I think after that you had the, uh, the uh, I remember Eric Bischoff and Missy Hyatt uh, pro, uh, pro, uh, doing a promo for the show, and. Um, Let me see if I can bring up uh, this Slamboree promo. But, uh, of course, Fair Use Act. Let's uh, go ahead and put this on here. Uh, All right. So we're actually going to bring up um, the promo for the Slamboree. And... try to find it here because i remember watching the promo and uh right, here we go i'm gonna try to find it. it was a really i see one with rick rude <clears throat> oh man I, i'm trying to figure out because i remember dusty Rhodes really <clears throat> plugging the snot out of it um we'll do we'll do rick rude's we'll do rick rude's promo um <clears throat> He was the U.S. champ at that time, uh, so yeah, we'll pull him up right quick, just to, for you to get a feel of, <laughs> for you to get a feel of what wrestling was like back in uh, 1993. So, um, well, uh, so yeah, uh, and Bischoff really tried to, he really, <clears throat> he really tried to um, get away with explaining the, um, uh, the, the it went it went mute it, it went it went dark so uh, and I, I thought that, that was quite interesting that it that it went uh, dark so okay let's bring this up right quick simply ravishing uh, this promo <laughs> all right let's see what we got here All right, here we go. <laughs> Riddick Road, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Slamberry 1993. Uh, you can find it on the WWE Network, by the way. Wow! <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, great! What a what a fantastic promo guy, man! <clears throat> awesome promo guy. All right, so uh, let's go through these. Um, let's go through these matches right quick. We got uh, Two Cold Scorpio, Mark, Marcus Bagwell, uh, defeating Bobby Eaton and uh, Chris Benoit. Um, I was trying to figure out. I mean, I was really really big into WCW at the time. And uh trying to figure out how did Bobby Eaton and Crispin Wild become a team? I know Eaton teamed with everybody, but, yeah. Uh, okay, prisoner comments. Let's see. Let's try to find. Agreed. Uh, okay, well, let's ask Chris. Agreed agreed uh, how they put Oscar in the middle ton of the picture, but I think she is in their master to protect Becky's lingering injuries. That's a good point. Um, let me see what you okay. What in the world? I forgot about the prisoner slammerie. Why would they make a convict that escaped from prison and put him on like live TV, like he wouldn't be seen? There you go. There's a loophole in the <laughs> in the booking, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> um, Lisa, you got a really good show, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I do it for you. Uh, yeah, Gabriel, that was good, man. It <clears throat> was good. Uh. I broke down slimberry to uh my lady earlier gave her a real W C W history lesson. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh Vicious is uh, defending Van Hammer. You know the funny thing about Van Hammer is that um I was I was kind of a fan of Van Hammer. Uh and I don't know I, I don't know what, what what it was about Van Hammer. Maybe it was just like a sympathy pop I don't know. I don't know what it was, but uh, I don't know. It was one of those things that I think that he was just uh, mistreated, underbooked, and just really not to his potential. He looked like a million bucks, man. He was huge, and uh, Sid beat him in thirty-five seconds. So. Yeah, I was like, "What the world?" Uh, And I remember watching Van Hammer on WCW, and uh, he had like Van Hammer was that guy where he would uh, get close. He would defeat like other mid carders on like Saturday night and stuff like that. But when he got to the bigger shows, he would earn his way up to like the titles match or. Or uh the like the big match and he would lose the the big match. So he beat the mid-cars and went to the big match and of course the misfits and action and things like that. He just it was really underutilized <clears throat> during his career. Uh okay, so this uh this here was weird. Dick Murdoch, Dom and Jimmy Snuka uh fought uh Wahoo McDaniel, Black Jack Mulligan, and Jim Brazil to a no contest. I recently had Brunzel on the show, but I wish that uh, you know I meant to text him and and ask him his thoughts on uh, on this show. I meant to text uh, Greg Gagne too, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was quite funny that Jim Brunzel and his gear was like I, it was it was a weird looking gear. Um, of course, you know, he was big in the High Flyers in AWA, so he was a legend You know, I, I agree with that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see if Jim Brazell was uh, give <laughs> uh, us the rock promo While he was dissing his hell in his own opponents I <clears throat> wish I could, but I am definitely Not in the um, The health of, of that right now I'll, I'll save that for you when I get better GSP <clears throat> Um um, <laughs> you know you're a real adult when you go in that hard in a promo with that mustache. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The show was good, but the best match was the Hollywood Blondes versus Steamboat and Douglas, or the Dos Hombres, I believe they were called. Yeah, just uh, you know. But it's so funny. Wikipedia says that it was Tom Zink, um, but they were they were saying Shane Douglas. Um, so uh, maybe maybe Zink replaced. Um. <clears throat> oh. Oh, got you. The rock problem when he was. Di- di- oh, okay, got you. You were talking about on YouTube. Okay, okay, okay. Remember, remember, uh, remind me to do that next week. <clears throat> um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, G Man, I think it was <clears throat> originally supposed to be Shane, but they were pumped. Uh, they said it was Zinc. Interesting. Um, we'll talk about the Dos hombres here in a minute. Yikes. Um. So yeah, the 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 legends match. It was weird. It was a no contest. Uh, they really <laughs> they really put over Dick Murdoch's uh, flying head scissors. I mean, like it's funny because it's funny how <clears throat> crowds are now. Because when and, and announcers too, it was uh, Tony Schiavone and um, and Larry Zabisco. And it's funny how they were now. Okay, says so <clears throat> It says Tom Zink replaced Shane Douglas as Ricky Steamboat's partner. However, the, den- the announcers pretended throughout the match it was <clears throat> that Steamboat's partner was Douglas. Oh, Okay, <clears throat> so he was replacement. Um, <clears throat> so yeah that that was that was interesting. I was like, who's the faces? Who's the heels? Now Snuka, you know, he was a heel at one point in time, but Snuka was you know for ever since the eighties he was. I mean, he had a heel run in East, like the Eastern championship wrestling after his WCW run, but he was mostly known as a babyface throughout his, you know, the popularity of his career. He was on Dick Murdoch and Don Morocco's. Now they've played heels a lot of, they, they played heels a lot of their career. Um, so it was just I thought Snooka was, ah, they ended up fighting each other and it was all times, it was all types of crazy, um. So, okay, so Thunderbolt Patterson and Brad Armstrong <clears throat> defeating Ivan Koloff and Barry Monrosky. I actually enjoyed this match <clears throat> just because I can imagine me as a kid and <clears throat> being <clears throat> just being super hyped at yeah, Thunderbolt Patterson, <clears throat> you know, doing his uh, dances before he does some type of weird t- chop type of move that he used against uh, Rosky. Man, Thunderbolt Patterson really encapsulated uh, how it, a babyface character. He was super duper over, and I mean, he was throughout his career. You know, he was he was super duper over, and yeah, I mean, I I really really enjoyed this match. Not from a professional wrestling standpoint, of course, but I really enjoyed uh, this match from just a, a kid. He uh, yeah, had that chop though, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as just a kid's perspective. And it was really cool to see. It brought me back. Brad Armstrong, you know, <clears throat> stood out above the rest because, man, Brad Armstrong was such <clears throat> a solid worker, man. He, um, you know, they were all legends, and, and, and Brad took over for Bob, but, man, just the, the... I always loved watching Brad Armstrong wrestle. He was just so just seamless in the ring that that Russian leg sweep uh float over was just uh, he made a a Russian leg leg sweep look like a million bucks the best Russian leg sweep in the business and another person that was just grossly underutilized man <clears throat> light heavyweight championship you know in, in WCW but man i mean he was just used so poorly I mean, I remember him being the, the Bat Street under the Bat Street mask, and his theme song was amazing. I loved Brad Armstrong's theme song, and um, yeah, he was just he was a solid player. And then when he the BA Bob Armstrong and uh, BA Brad Armstrong rather, and um, his latter part on WCW just being such a jobber on Thunder and Nitro and. I mean they uh they they just did a terrible job with him. And when he came back and and, and did some uh introduction work, did some did some mic work on um on uh, uh Nitro. Uh not Nitro but E C W. Uh it was it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um but they pulled him away from the I mean the WWE's version of E C W they pulled him away from that too, so I wish that, and and the sad part is he was such a great wrestler, one of the most underrated of all time, hands down to me, but but he was so good in the, uh, you know what, I think Brad Armstrong is like today's, I think he was like the Dolph Ziggler of then. Now granted, Dolph Ziggler won some world championships and won multiple time Intercontinental and United States champ tag team champion. So he, he's got some belts. But as far as a fluid wrestler that's, you know, never really got to reach that ceiling. I mean, I mean that break the glass ceiling. Now, Brett Armstrong on a much <clears throat> much more severe um caliber, but just he really fits in with that uh great worker, but never you know, pass never broke the gra- the glass ceiling. I enjoyed Dory Funk Jr. It was 15 minute time limit. Uh, I enjoyed Dory Funk versus Nick Bockwinkle, just a, a rugged, you know, knockdown, drag out NWA versus AWA match. It was good to see Bockwinkle back. Um, you know, AWA legend, uh, man, one of the biggest names in AWA history. Of course, Dory Funk, legend in uh, himself, both Hall of Famers. And Yeah, I enjoy this. I enjoy this type of match that that was a really old-school feel to it Um Brood and Orndorff defeating Dustin Rhodes and Kensuke Sasaki. Now It's funny because I remember I'm really big into New Japan now um, Yeah, Sam Marie was basically a crossover. That's a good point um, now uh Katsuki Saki, I remember watching, you know, WCW bringing in. I think when Worlds Collide was the one of the, you know, uh, joint shows, and um, I remember them bringing in some Japanese guy guys. But now, since over the past ten years, since I've been really into, into Japan, now I watched it, you know, here and there over the past, you know, fifteen twenty years, but since I've been really into new Japan um, it's funny because <clears throat> um, it, it's funny now because he was, you know, he, he was a big Japanese star, you know, Kensuke Sasaki was, and it's funny because uh, it, it, the, the funny part of it was Sasaki was a, a big star in the WCW, <clears throat> but in hindsight, you're like, Oh, yeah, you know, this. He was, I mean, who? uh, Masahiro Chono was another real big one. He ended up winning the world championship. So, of course, the great Muda. One of, I think, my all time favorite Japanese wrestler is the great Muda. So,
0: Um,
1: but yeah, solid match. Uh, It was very heelish, uh, typical outcome. So, (laughs) Sting and the Prisoner. Now, this is funny. so of course you know <clears throat> prisoners nails. Let's see if a picture pop up. Uh no the uh so nails <clears throat> boss man, you know, one of the scariest people in, in the history of WWE and uh I mean he <laughs> he scared the crap out of me. And but the prisoner was cheesy. And in hindsight and I think at that time too it was like, ah, uh, who was you know, I don't know. Uh, at that time, I was like, I think I was like, this looks like nails. This is this is nails, but it was kind of like, ah, eh, this is just a knockoff. I think I even at that time I was like, yeah, this is this is a knockoff, and it was just a weird type of deal. Um, Sting, I mean, kudos to Sting, man. He really, <laughs> he really gave us all. He really gave his all. Uh, when it came to really making this match even relevant, it was really, really tough to digest. Really tough to to watch. Um, so yeah, it was it was really odd. It only lasted a little over five minutes. So you know, I was it was good. It was good to see it over. I'll say that much. Uh, Axe Chris, I think they were going to do a prisoner. They should have. I think if they were going to do a prisoner, they should have let the warden come with them. Otherwise, why would they have a prison on live TV? I 100% agree with that. Now, who could have been a warden? Maybe Paul Heyman. Maybe uh, who was real big at the time Uh, as far as managers are concerned? Um, Yeah, I can only think of Paul Heyman as like one of the big – Cornette, of course. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Kudos to Sting. He really gave us all a story of his career. Yep. I agree. Two of my favorite Japanese wrestlers of all time are the great Muda. And Ju- oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know what? I think Muda is... Because I didn't like Muda when he was a heel, but as far as just greatest... I, yeah, I think... You know what? I think I'm going to go Liger. I was a huge Liger, Mark. It still is. I love Liger. <clears throat> and I was huge, huge Liger. Yeah, I, you know, it's so funny because... <clears throat> at that time, same, same deal with Liger, you know, I just really his WCW run or, you know, really got me to liking him. And I remember watching some older stuff with him too. And yeah, I've always been a Liger fan. So I would say uh, Liger one, and then uh, Moda two, as far as the greatest, my, my personal uh, view of greatest Um as far as favorites are concerned. Um, let's see. Uh, Hollywood Wands defeating uh, Dos Hombres. Now, it makes sense now because Steamboat Steamboat cut a really weird promo as far as why they're Dos Ombres. It was so odd. It was really, really odd. Now, it makes sense now because Tom Zink was underneath the mask. So, um. Yeah, it was. That was. Uh, it makes sense now. I was wondering, like, why in the world are they under masks, and why is Steamboat really trying to put Dos Amores over? It was. It was. I mean, Steamboat's my. He's in my top three of all time. <clears throat> I mean, I've. It's been like that for. You know, ten twenty years. My top three has been Sting, Dusty, Steamboat. My that's been my top three ever since I <clears throat> had a top three, and <clears throat> I was huge still, a big Steamboat fan, and <clears throat> I I was like, I, I saw this, I was like, oh man, Steamboat, no. And now it makes sense because Zink was under the mask instead of Shane Douglas, so I get it now. Uh, good match, though. It was a good match. Really good match. That was the best match on the show. Uh, but, you know, I don't think they... It was close calls, but I didn't see Dos Ombres winning the tag team championships. Wyndham and Anderson, you know, it's funny because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk about Anderson real quick um, before we close up. Um, and yeah, so why in the world did? Oh, oh yeah, okay. So let's let's not forget the Flair for the Gold segment. Um, <clears throat> now, as many times as I saw that. Segment I've seen it countless amount of times, but <clears throat> actually reliving the whole pay per view and Flair coming out for the Flair for the Gold, you know he got snubbed by Tully Blanchard and um, you know Barry Windham was a <clears throat> was a heel and didn't want to have anything to do with the Horseman. So he talked about that. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I remember. Uh, transcribing a, uh, a Blanchard interview recently. Actually, uh, I'll go ahead and promote uh, Robbie E's why it ended. Up. He was on the show last week. And I listened to that interview with Blanchard. And it was actually really good. And he was talking about how <clears throat> he he went through the whole uh, deal with him, um, why he left, and things like that. Let's see if I can pull that up. Um. See if I can pull up some quotes as far as just uh, why he left at that time and what happened, because at that time they were really, um, they really, uh, they were, were really ready to reunite them. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here it goes. Um they were really ready to reunite him on the show and but the backstage stuff really got in, in the way. Um so I'll I'll pull that up here and as far as <clears throat> what he said, Okay, so um let me pull up some okay, so I'm gonna some quotes here. Um yeah. This uh, is article here on Wrestle Inc. Uh, yeah, he really had some some in depth stuff as far as why he wasn't able to <clears throat> to be on the show, and it may, it makes a lot it makes perfect sense now, you know, because I know that there was some some contractual stuff, some contractual issues with Blanchard, but um, just laying it all out here was 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 a lot better to to understand as far as um, what happened to him. So uh, up here, all right. So he said, uh, <clears throat> "Um, so why is so why his stint with J- JCP ended? It was not the fact of getting paid. It was signing when Ted Turner was." Hiring and buying the company he was signing people to big contracts and other people got their contracts and he didn't sign our a to contract And this is and they ended up having and, and this is after because 93 um, Was after the uh Brainbusters run um, But yeah, he he just goes to show he just explains why his stint with WCW or, or Jim Crockett ended. Uh, okay, Jim Crockett was negotiating with Turner. sell Turner sent me some questions. I was honest with his answers. Crockett didn't like my answers because people at Turner asked him some questions. I guess were uncomfortable to be answered, and I wasn't smart enough to just be sashay, just sashay around the questions. I, I answered them. I'm just a plain old simple guy, so they kick me out of the plane said that it wasn't loyal, said it didn't need to work here, and r dropped the titles the next night to Philadelphia. So that's before their brain busters run. Um, so he had a secret meeting in his house, all <clears throat> were Crockett, <clears throat> and Vince said they had a job every time they wanted. So he kept that <clears throat> and then it came back um, moving. He said that moving to WWE was a lateral move, he might request uh, uh, Jim Barnett to resurrect the original Four Horsemen. So, they made aque- a request to leave WWE at Survivor Series '89, and Arn made it, but Blanchard did not due to admittedly failure a drug test. So there you go. For licking the bag of cocaine to look like a party animal. So there you go. Um, they didn't have a drug policy at the time. Um, it's all for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to compete there. That's huge didn't have a drug policy, but so he did not see anything coming down the road that would be harmful. So they pulled the deal out. <clears throat> Flair called him at 1 in the morning. Um, uh, WCV found out that, that he was popped for a drug policy um, in WWE. So popped for policy in WWE. He was supposed to come back, reunite to horseman in 89, four years before, say, about three and a half years before slavery. And so <clears throat> um all salary reduced. So he has some heat with for a while for for making a bad decision to uh, you know, lick the bag, so to speak. So um so yeah. Felt like everything was crashing in his life, so um <clears throat> now he's in ministry. Yeah. <clears throat> he had an opportunity to come back but made a poor decision, uh no. He ministered about now, which is awesome, but there you go. Um, all right, so let's get back to Slam Bay like, right quick as far as just the rest of the um, the matches before we close. And again, everybody, I really, really appreciate you been uh, um, supporting me on the show tonight. And uh, thank you so much. All right, um, very one Yeah. So okay. So basically, I was upset that Arne Anderson. Didn't win the NWA World Championship, of course. You know he's won the top, if not the top, him and uh, Kurt Hennig, the top two names um, that never won the World Championship in WCW or WWE. And Arn, you know at least Kurt won the NWA the AWA World Championship. So, Arn didn't even win that. You know when he, uh, you know he wasn't in there. But as far as just a major championship. You even do that, so man, just why did not why did Arn Anderson not win a world championship? That is the that is the forever question, ladies and gentlemen. And I was really pulling for Davey Boy Davey Boy Smith too, and they they did cute. Then came out, made the save. So I think Davey Boy should have won the title too, even if it was for a short run. I really wanted Davey Boy to win the championship. He's another one that. <clears throat> never won a world title. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much, so much. Um, let me see if uh, there's anything else. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the kit today was watered down. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Let's not even talk about today's Starcade. It was so bad. So, um, thank you all. Thank you all so much for being a part of this Being a part of the show tonight, thank you for enduring my sickness. And um I pray that I'll be back uh, with full force next week. And uh, have fun tonight, everybody. So, again, thank you so much for the PNP Nation. Go to Patreon. And if you don't go to Patreon, you're fickle. <laughs> fickle, fickle. Patreon, Patreon. WWW Pancakes, and, uh, WWW. Dot, um, blogtalkradio.com uh, slash uh, well uh, patreon.com slash pancakes and power so go there support the show uh, we definitely appreciate your support on the show and uh, you will see it there follow me at chris prolific join the patreon that is uh, patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams. Uh, follow pancakes and power slams at Crave Wrestling. Follow me at Chris Polific. And uh, once again, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, for Ken Doan being on the show tonight, Lee <clears throat> says get better soon. Zeb says get better soon. Thank you all, everybody. I appreciate your prayers. And uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. 349 episodes in the books. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, Have a great week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, i do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.